I'm suiting up. Welcome to Doctor Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline, and along with me is my fellow co-host, or host, Mage of Death. Sorry, I I, uh, I stumbled a little bit there because Deliver's out today. He had uh, had some work issues come up very last moment, so. Um, and I always, I always said at the beginning, I don't have co, I don't have co-host. I have host. We have fellow hosts. We are all the same here. So, um, mate, do you want to go over last week's pay- poll question? It two weeks ago. So, yeah, that's right. We yeah, the, uh, we had the special episode last week, the full big card review. Oh. But two weeks ago, we asked you with 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 Ashes of Outland coming to a close. How would you rate the expansion on a scale from 1, which was bad, to 10, which is great? We had 76 votes. Thank you, everyone, for getting out the vote and voting for us. And the consensus, I think I would say, it's not a majority, uh, but it is a consensus. 7 to 9 rating got 46.1% of the vote. Four to six got thirty-four point two percent of the vote. A big ten rating was given by thirteen point two percent of the vote, and then a rating of one to three, which is probably on the on the bad side, got six point six percent of the vote. So it seems like uh, if you take seven to ten, that's fifty-nine, just over fifty-nine percent, which is you know over over half but uh uh there was so so a lot of good thoughts about the expansion but definitely uh definitely some middle of the road ratings there as well yeah i feel like with the demon hunter some people are going to be either in love with it or kind of feel a little bit of resentment or you know just a little bit of hesitation towards the set but i mean right I feel like, I feel like they uh, really did a very good job of very quickly addressing some things and not uh, going for the nuke from nuke it from orbit approach with Demon Hunter. So um, yeah, very cool. It was. I, I mean, I I think it was a seven to nine because it's not my favorite expansion, but I definitely had a very good time in Ashes Outland. So. Yeah, that I would I would say that that's probably where I am at as well. Uh, I was when I was totaling up my uh, wins and stuff before we launched the new expansion. I had uh, more wins than like the last couple expansions, uh, so it, I definitely played more, had mm-hmm. more success. You know, we had with the ladder revamp, hit legend a few more times, and and so. There was a lot to like, and I think the uh, I think Demon Hunter, while was overpowered, I think it it, it it's still made for a, a good expansion and a and a fun expansion to play in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is the first expansion I hit Legend every month of the expansion, so had a good time with that. So okay, so let's move into news. So obviously, Skullman's Academy launches. Um, there were some server-side patches uh, that fixed a bug where Mind Reader Alicia could sometimes permanently swap both players' hands and decks, um, which is whoops. <laughs> I don't, that, that's unintended. <laughs> I was gonna say that's like Togwaggle without the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was identified uh, right away, I think, or, or very soon after the expansion went live. And I think they patched it within about 24 to 36 hours or something like that. It was, it was pretty quick, but, uh, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense uh, because that's, that was 100% a bug and not a design. It's not a design issue. That is literally just a software (laughs) bug as the card is not performing how it was written. So that makes complete sense to me. And we'll uh, discuss what we've been playing and seeing during the main topic. So, Team 5 did an uh, AMA on Reddit. And we will, of course, show the link in the uh, description for the episode. Um, So, first up, basic class, classic set. 
We are currently looking at the basic and classic set in its entirety. Hearthstone has changed a lot in the last six years, and we're researching what a more modern take on basic and classics would look like. They won't be replacing the five neutral Hall of Fame this year, but we have some exciting plans for the basic and classic sets that we hope to launch with the year rotation. We're ready to discuss the details. We aren't ready to discuss the details just yet, though. So, I mean, my guess would be doing something like, um, like a rotating format, like an evergreen format, like Magic, where you have a, a core set that rotates every couple years. So, that yeah, would. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what that means, but definitely as someone that. I, I feel like the basic and classic set is the foundation and there's definitely classes that are better, have a better foundation than others. Yes. I, I, I'm one of those people that feels like the basic and classic set should be good enough that you can play those cards. And it feels like we're straying further and further away from that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what this revamp will look like and and what it'll mean for those cards it, it if everything that's left in basic and classic really isn't playable unless it's uh we're at rotation time or or because you just don't have cards then then i i i don't know i guess i'm i won't necessarily be happy with that but yeah i my guess is they're going to do something well, here's here's a thought is that you're always limited by cards in the basic and classic set. And they've kind of lifted some of those restrictions by sending things to the Hall of Fame. You know, when the Hall of Fame was created, kind of lifted some restrictions like you don't have to worry about Cold Light Oracle anymore. You know, drawing two cards for both players and, you know, doing that silly stuff. Um, but that also... So that that's like, but they're still, they're only doing five to six cards a year. So like, that's enough to like, taking Leroy out of the uh, standard was a big thing. Like that mm -hmm. opened up a giant design space because now you don't have to worry about essentially starting at 24 health because Leroy is going to be in like nine, you know, like 50 to 60% of decks. So, which is great. So I feel like this is. Uh, a big a big positive hopefully if it's implemented right and yeah i i just i i i just want there to be a core set of cards that a new player or returning player can go to that is that are legitimate cards that you can legitimately put in a deck and actually win hearthstone games with it there's definitely been some outliers in the power level standpoint and they've they they've been rotating some of those mm -hmm. into the Hall of Fame. You know, there's there's still uh, they just revamped priests, so now some of their cards are look a little different, or maybe a little bit more powerful because of their mana cost got adjusted and that sort of thing. But I I just thinking as a free to play player or somebody new to the game and and knowing that this is kind of the place that you start. I just I want those cards to be good enough that that you can actually do some ranking up that, that you don't have to immediately start spending a bunch of money into the game to get the latest expansion or something like that. I, obviously, it's advantageous for you to do so, but I don't I, I don't want that to be like the first thing you have to do because i think that creates a negative experience for for somebody if they're just starting out so so as someone on a cur on cursory of the magic the gathering kind of train because i have a few friends who play it um and uh my one of my like my best friend like uh one of my best friends i should say is uh still playing magic the gathering arena pretty regularly from the way i understand it they have like a core set that like rotates every year they reprint some of the same cards and then they introduce new cards or they rotate things in and out of the set so that would probably lend itself from my interpretation and what my head they're doing was to make a stronger more usable core set that works with their design philosophy um, because like they said, the gate, 
Uh, this isn't a game of chilling yetis slapping each other um, on turn four anymore. You know what I mean? Not, not, not anymore. That's for sure. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I, if that's what it ends up being, then then that I, I that, that fingers works, crossed. So. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed that this is all for the better. So there's going to be a new type of vanity card. Uh, to quote the team, our current plan is for a new type of vanity card that can look different in both the collection, hand, and on the board. The team is pretty excited about it, and we hope uh, players will like it as well. I mean, I figure that would be pretty much like extended art. Um, you see it in some of the other games like Runeterra. Like there's extended art cards and stuff like that. So my guess was, yeah, I, I would – I mean – I think everyone's going to love it. Like, I don't think you're going to have any complaints about it unless it, it's really hindering to the game itself. Right. Yeah. I, I, I've definitely in the little bit that I played Runeterra like, like that and like the bigger art on, on, on some of the cards. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm definitely game for, for seeing something like that. If they can make it work in Hearthstone. That would I be- already love the art in Hearthstone. So it's just like, yeah, let's let's see more of it. It'd be cool to see some of the more interesting styles. I, I'd like to see some some animations like Rune Terra, like when the when a hero levels up in Rune Terra, like that kind of thing. Like one of those big animations. I think that'd be cool to be added into the game. But mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows what this has in stores? But I think this is just pure positive. There's like probably. Sure. There's almost no way you can criticize them for adding new stuff to the game that is going to be... If you want it, you can probably craft it. If you don't want it, then it doesn't affect you. It's it's a different vanity. It's aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So, bringing back old hero portraits... Yes, we've recently started rotating older card backs into the shop, and in the future we'll be doing the same with some of our previously released heroes as well. Because we know lots of players who missed out the first time would love the opportunity to uh, to welcome some of these characters to their collection. Again? I, I'm good with this. Yeah, too. exactly. I mean, they're, they're all cosmetic stuff. I, I'm not one of those people that feels like it's uh, some sort of class thing where... I was playing during X amount of time and I got this like I I like Cadgar just because I had access to an iOS device. I was able to get Cadgar uh, at the time when he was originally released. And, you know, I, I want other people to be able to get Cadgar or we recently got Taronda uh, if you didn't get it through the uh, through the Twitch uh, yeah. promotion that was available. So I'm glad they're doing it and I definitely want to see them do more. Yeah, it's just all positive. There's nothing wrong with that. And and the ones, like, some of them are just, were sold, and they're just not in the mm-hmm. store anymore, so you get another chance to buy it. Like, yeah, right. like, I can remotely entertain the idea of hearing someone complain about card backs. I will not entertain the hero portrait thing, because it's like, you didn't earn anything. You just jumped on a promotion. You know what I mean? The yeah, only one... Even the even the uh, like car the even the portraits that were attached to a bundle I don't have a problem with them yeah. selling them separately now after the fact I mean I bought it like that was part of something I bought I I paid for Sir Anoyo like I paid right. for Hazelbark I paid for Mechadraxis yeah uh, you yeah. know. Lady, the uh, the Naga girl, um, the shaman one. Lady Vaj. Lady Vaj, Thunder King. Like, all those yeah. ones that came with bundles, like, that yeah. was sold to me. So, like, I don't care. Like, sell it again. Like, yeah. I've, I've had it for all this time. I've gotten to use it. it and it doesn't, to me, lessen my, my uh, purchase. Because yeah, exactly. Because somebody now has access to buying it now. Again, I don't even access to earning it again. I don't even care if they sell Arthas. Like that's fine. Like if someone doesn't want to go back through the the Knights of the Frozen Throne, and, you know, sell single player content, and they just want to have Arthas, like give them Arthas, sell them Arthas. I don't care. Like what does it matter? It it doesn't affect you that you you know like that you beat the Lich King with all nine ball, you know, all nine classes at that moment in time. 
Mm-hmm. That that shouldn't affect whether or not you you know your Arthas means anything. You did it. You got the accomplishment. Whatever. I, we're moving on, but I'm just saying I'm 100. percent I'm 100. percent Yeah, we're, exactly. We're, we're preaching to each other's choir. Exactly. Precisely. So reverting nurse when cards rotate to wild. Yes. When some of those cards rotate into wild, we'll evaluate whether or not we want to revert the nerfs. I mean, that's, cool. That's fine. They 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 think that. I mean, wild and standard are two completely different power levels. Yes. And so, making sure that uh, a card that got nerfed because of standard could potentially be unnerfed in wild, and it would be fine. And so, I think you have to treat those as two different animals and look at the power level uh, in each one and see, see what makes sense. And yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I don't play a lot of wild. So like I'm 100% fine with this. So you jumped over the upgrade to golden. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. I scrolled down. I scrolled down. Yes. So upgrade to golden. We really like this idea and something we want to get into in the future. It's not currently on our schedule because our current focus is big new additions and systems for the game. So, uh, I mean, they like the idea, but I wouldn't expect it, uh, next year. Times. Yeah. It, it's probably going to be a couple years and it's unfortunate. I really like the idea. I, as somebody that does collect gold cards on, on my primary account, this is something I was definitely looking forward to, um, because, you know, having a regular version and only mm-hmm. kind of paying an upgrade cost to up to get to a golden versus paying the full freight, uh, seemed, seemed like definitely, uh, advantageous for me and and people like me but uh i could definitely see how it's not necessarily the highest on the priority order yeah i was gonna say it does not seem like it's probably something that they've heard about or started discussing relatively recently and i don't ever think this is probably going to be super high on their priority order it's just when they when they want to do it and they'll probably figure it out so Okay, balance of the new meta. We've been closely monitoring the meta and the variety of decks that are seeing play and have uh, having balanced discussions about them. In particular, some of the decks we're looking at addressing are related to how they feel to play against, like your example for Kael'thas. But we're still gathering data and feedback before we'll make a final decision. So... Yep. We're, we're definitely going to be talking about the meta here during our main topic, and uh, Druid and Kael'thas has reared his his blood elf head again. I think uh, I think I think it's time we uh, take this one to orbit and uh, <laughs> rain yes, hellfire. Tur- tur- turns out Kael'thas can still be good when it when it can give you a free ten mana spell that gives. Things on your board, plus four, plus four. Things in your hand, plus four, plus four. And things in your deck, plus four, plus four. With no yeah. cost increase to them. Yeah. yeah. Seems real... Oh, oh, did I mention Lightning Bloom? Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about that weird. a little bit more uh, um, on. So, so, apparently, and I didn't receive this, Blizzard sends out a survey... Um, looking for feedback on possible battle pass. And uh, this was posted on outof.cards. And of course, we will post that again. Again, I'll say this again. Any links that are mentioned here will be in the show notes. So there's this is a possible new addition to the game that would potentially replace the rewards for dailies, achievements, and simply winning games with a system based on experience. There are both paid and free versions of the Battle Pass that are discussed, and they have some very interesting rewards, including alternate art for cards for the first time ever. So... So yeah, this this like blew up before the AMA. There was a, a lot of discussion about this over the weekend. Like no sooner than the expansion hit, we get the <laughs> weekend, and then this survey comes out asking for feedback on on an entirely different reward system for the game. And there's definitely uh, some people that are open to the idea there's definitely some people that are w- in the wait and see camp, and then there's some people based on uh the the example version of what this could look like 
uh, that are very much against it and and have concerns about it and uh, are grabbing their digital pitchforks and torches and yeah <laughs> and storming I, the castle. As I was going to say, I I'm going to wait until we get something official from Blizzard before I really form an opinion. Um, but my mind's open on this. Like I'm I'm okay with it. Like I understand. Like, I, I think some people on the internet don't realize that this is a company and the reason they get to make this uh, game is because they are expected to make money with this game. And this isn't just pure passion of love. There, There is a business involved, so, like, they're trying to turn a profit. So, like, I get you. I understand of possibly having to pay a monthly service fee to, to get rewards in Hearthstone probably not your thing but then again we don't know we don't truly know what it looks like what it is and there's going to be a free version of this which they have been very generous on free um for hearthstone they always have been and um so i want to just keep that in mind the fact that like things have always been very generous they've it, they've increased you know, they've given us rarity protection. They've increased quest rewards. They've just, I mean, every time they make a change on their reward system, it's always for the better. So I'd like to keep that in mind, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see what it looks like when the time comes. Sure. I, I would say that, the, I, I mean, the biggest thing to me, and I, and I think it's the biggest kind of concern based on the initial outline of what this could look like is two things one it's the reward system gives you a combination of current expansion packs and previous expansion packs and i think if you're one i i, I don't know about you but i don't necessarily once an expansion's done i don't tend to buy a lot of expansion mm -hmm. packs from an expand uh, a previous expansion correct yeah that's and, how and i am so, too yeah 100%. yeah i mean there's definitely bundles and opportunities where i'll where I'll potentially buy packs that way, but but that's not necessarily something I'm looking for as a reward, right? I, mm -hmm. I'm looking for current expansion stuff. The other the other thing is is it would be potentially, and I and I want to use the word potentially because again we don't know what this would look like uh, in its final iteration, but potentially you might not be able to earn as much gold. Uh, to then buy packs at the beginning of the expansion and if you if you if you don't uh end up spending a lot of real money to buy pre-orders and different things like this and instead right now uh primarily fill out your collection with packs that you bought with in-game currency that means that you're not necessarily going to be able to have as much of the current expansion at launch as you can get currently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's, there, there's definitely some disadvantages to that. If you're, if you're somebody that's competing, if, if you're somebody that, uh, like I said, is buying primarily by way of, of in-game currency, then you either have to craft those cards or you have to then pay with real currency to get those cards. And so, or, so I, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely. I, I, I see where the concerns are. Mm -hmm. I share some of those concerns, but, but I think we're way too early to know what this might actually look like. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Is like we'll wait and see. I, that's why I have like no, I'm kind of like wishy. It may sound like pretty indecisive, but because like that's just a, a, a you know a theory of what things can look like and i know it's coming from blizzard but it could look nothing like what they're they're talking about in the survey you know things could look right. completely different the totals can be completely different so like let's not put the heart uh, the horse before the cart and let's just you know you know it's it's but it's okay to be like okay i don't like how this looks if this is how it's going to be right now let's just not get our digital as you put it, digital pitchforks out and try and lynch <laughs> someone. Cause it's just, yeah, it's the, I mean, let's just stay calm. This is already a tense period in, in, in our history. So let's just, let's use Hearthstone as what it is an escape and a, and a fun activity for everyone. So, right. Well, they did discuss this during the AMA today. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Lee, specifically the game director, 
Why don't, why don't you touch on, on what uh, he had to say about that? Yes. He said he provided a lengthy response to the question about Battle Pass during the AMA. And we'll go ahead and link that again. We are undertaking a new major rework of our rewards and progression system. A survey did go out about this recently with the aim of gathering some information to help us refine the design of the system. One of the goals of this new system is to allow you to play Hearthstone your way. You won't be, you won't be tied to playing only Standard or Wild in order to obtain the majority of uh, games' economic rewards anymore. So... Yeah, there was another another th- uh, comment that was made in a different post that basically said that uh, he talked about basically whatever you they they wanted to keep the value of what you could earn currently. They want to make it as close as possible in this new system that you'd earn uh, something similar. And they used he used his uh, himself as an example said, you know, if I earn 5,000 gold over the course of an expansion, I definitely would want a scenario where I play roughly the same amount and could earn roughly the same amount uh, as well. So I think they are cognizant of, of, of some of the initial concerns about this. Yeah. And so it'll just be a matter of figuring out what the numbers are, figuring out how this system would work and, and ensuring that... You know, in addition to the ultra casual player, all the way to the very hardcore player, that they that they figure out a way that uh, you could they could set it up so that you know you could earn uh, a reasonable reward for the amount of effort that you're putting in. Yep, that sounds about right to me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very just kind of like, yep. This this if they want to rework it, then I will wait until we have something official before we before I form a strong opinion on it. So uh, the only thing I'm going to say is what I said before. They've been very generous. And I think every change they've made to the reward system so far has been very, very generous to, to players. So, um, yeah, I mean, I put down eleven thousand gold between the last expansion and this one. So, you know, so I feel like I wasn't hurting on packs and, you know, I'm comfortable with how many games I played. So I feel good about it. So, okay. So most popular Skullman's Academy, Academy legendaries infographic from hsreplay.net. And this is from August 6th to August 9th standard format, all ranks. Um, First up is High uh, Abess Allura. Um, so that is the Priest Paladin 3-6 Spellburst. Uh, cast a spell from your deck. Yes. Target this card if possible. Um, I feel very, I feel pretty vindicated that um, I have not seen this card once in Priest and I rated it one in Priest and said it was complete trash in Priest. So. I think I gave it a two in Paladin. Um, I'm not in love with this card. I still don't entirely love what it does, but I'm okay with this card. I feel like I don't think it's as powerful as it's made out to be because it's like the 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 time that it's powerful is when it hits. Like if you have like um, the uh, the five man the five mana eight eight spell Bless, blessing of authority. Yeah, like I, I so I've played some some Librum Pure Paladin. I've played High Abyss Allura, and I can tell you that I've hit first day of school a couple times. I've hit the Librum of Justice one time, which is the the board clear. <laughs> Give you a weapon, make ever make the health of all the minion uh, enemy minions one. Mm-hmm. And I, I've managed to hit Librum of Wisdom once. I've never hit Blessing of Authority. I've not hit, uh, you know, even Hand of a Doll or or any of those sorts of things. So I obviously have to work on my high. Abyss, yeah. Uh, See, that's that's my that's my problem. There are too many spells that you hold for uh, certain things. There's a couple, like obviously, but you don't really want to be. Uh, playing Librum of which one's the healing though uh, hope 
Libram of Hope. You don't really want to be playing Libram of Hope. I mean, I guess sometimes it's okay or good when it just summons the 8-8 with, you know, Divine Shield and Taunt. Like, that's great sometimes, but, like, like I've had it... turn four, if you can do that, that's, yeah. that seems pretty good. Yes, it is very good in that scenario, but, like, there's times where that comes down and you hit it and you're like, wow, I really need to heal. And then, yeah. and then it pulls it and it's like, oh, well, there's one less heal for me right now. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's probably, I think it's a good one. Um, I might have rate, underrated in Paladin, but I stand by that I did not underrate it in Priest. It is garbage in Priest. There is too many spells that are just way too random. Um, and priest has board clears out the wazoo. You don't want it running into shadow war or uh, plague of death. Like, right. uh, I yeah, plague of death on an empty board and my minions dead. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that seems suboptimal to say yes. to say the least. Uh, next up is Speaker Gidra at eight point nine percent. It is the three mana. Uh, druid slash hunter legendary. It is a one for one for rush wind fury, uh, spell burst gain the stats of the spell you cast. So if you cast a, uh, four mana spell, it becomes a five eight with wind fury and rush. Seems good. Yeah, that, that, that's a, I, I, I've played it like yes. that before, and and it actually the the fact that it's got rush, it, it definitely can help you control the board, and it's also a really scary target to just put down on three, and say, okay, you have to clear this, or my overgrowth next turn is going to turn into ten damage that hits you in the face. Exactly. There's so many things that it's such a. That feels like a very solid card. Or later in the game, if you play that and or you play it with guardian animals at some point in time, yep. and it's suddenly that's an eight eleven with Russian wave fear. Yeah, that exactly. A huge card at that point. It's gonna say or like if you're playing in uh, or uh, druid that you play it with overflow. You draw a bunch of cards, and then all of a sudden you have an eight eleven to clean up the board. Or just be a threat on the board. So, like, that is... It seems like a very solid one. Um, Next up, we have Mozaki, Master Duelist, uh, at 6.5%, which is the spell... The 5-mana 3-8 Mage uh, Legendary. Every time you cast a spell, cast get plus 1 spell damage. So, like, that's, like, the KO card for these, like, spell damage mages. Yeah, and uh, it is the it, it. I mean, it is a linchpin card for that deck. Yes. And so the fact that this is a mage specific card means that pretty much every mage right now is running this card, this yes. card to be the third most popular legendary from this current the new expansion. Yeah, it turns out mage is still really good right now. So shocker. Yep. Uh next up, Lorekeeper Polkit. A Polkelt? Polkelt? I don't know how you pronounce it. Polkelt? Uh, Polkelt, I think. Yes, Polkelt. Um, rearrange this four mana, four five. Rearrange your deck from highest to lowest. Um, yeah, I mean, it does something. It does something very predictable, and you know what it does, and it changes how you draw. So, I, I mean, it's really good. It just it just does something very specific for a certain kind of deck. So um, I saw Rogue play that and then play Togwe the the Wondrous Swan from Togwaggle, and then suddenly you get to draw the high end of your deck for free. Yeah. So it seems really. I'm not it's gonna say it's like broken or anything, but when in a deck that wants to draw specific cards, um, your high end, it delivers that without fail. So it seems very solid. Yeah, I, I've seen it a little bit in Highlander Hunter because there's definitely some high end cards that you want out of that deck, uh, mm-hmm. and want them quickly. Also saw it in the in a version of that spell damage mage. 
I mm-hmm. think Fino was one of the people playing this, and basically it assured that you got the the uh, like the Blizzard and some of the stall cards, yeah, so that you could so that you could OTK people. Yeah, makes sense. And then finally, Radagor, the nine mana. Is he a nine nine? He starts out as a nine nine, right? Yep, nine mana, nine nine warrior. And every time you kill him, he comes back at one minus one minus one. So unless you silence him, you're dealing with a nine nine <laughs> and eight eight seven seven six six five five four four three 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 two two one one, and then finally he's done. So, so you have to so kill him a few. The, so yeah. this is on the back of a big warrior deck that had gained some popularity. I, I'm trying to think. I think Language Hacker may have been one of the first to. To do it but there was there there was basically you're trying to get this out not necessarily be uh playing it for nine mana but you were trying to get it with the uh with the commencement spell or oh, you were the, trying um... to get it with the uh uh the 10 mana card that that gives you two copies of a minion that's in your deck I, yeah give I me for... one second it's i forgot uh... what that's called again dimensional something or another dimensional right rip yeah or something like that yeah, I'm. It's it was from. Uh, it was not. Uh, what do you call it? The booms, not Boomsday, but uh, Rise of Shadows. It was a Rise of Shadow card. So give me one second. As soon as my collection starts, be uh, D- Dimensional Ripper. You're correct. Yeah, yeah, because that one. So. That that looks like an interesting deck. I I have not played that one yet, but yeah, I I'm not surprised that this is this is a ton of value to get off of uh, uh, out of one of those cards. So uh, I could definitely I'm not surprised to see it in there. Yeah. So, and then our final news item as we go into over 30, well, it's 35 minutes, 36 minutes into the show. Um, Gallon was hired by Blizzard uh, for the final design team. So his tweet says, starting in mid-August, I'll be working at Blizzard as a final designer for Hearthstone. I've loved Hearthstone and has played an enormous part role in my life. I cannot wait to be a part of the creating it and giving players more amazing experience with this beautiful game. So he left uh, esports team Gamers Origin and retired from competitive play. And Killing All Day was promoted to Grandmasters as he was number four in the standings. And from the way it was framed to me, and I saw it on Twitter, is that um, promotion doesn't happen until right before the season starts. So. Since Gallon is now part of Team 5, he is not eligible for Grandmasters, and therefore, ta-da, he is no longer no longer a competitor, but instead a designer on the game. So, congratulations to him. Um, he's definitely one of the best in the Americas, and uh, as in a uh, as a competitive player, so it's it's great to see some more talent like that uh, making making its way to Team. Team five, and I feel like it's a smart decision on their part to hire high-level competitive players to help design their game because they know what works, they know what you know, they know how to they know how these games work, and you know potentially what works and what might be too broken. So I like the decision. So c- congratulations, Gallon! Um, awesome, awesome for you, man. Seriously. So, let's move on to our main topic. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we're just talking about the meta then, right? So, considering <laughs> that's that's what the, the new hotness is, is Skullman's Academy. So, what have you been playing, Mage? You said uh, Pure Paladin. What else? Yeah, pri- primarily been playing a Librum Pure Paladin list. Actually, been doing very well with it. Uh, kept hearing about how busted Druid was, and mm-hmm. specifically Guardian Animals, uh, how how crazy that was. So um, I tried Ike's version of a Mount Cellar uh, 
druid list, ramp druid list. So instead of Kael'thas and survival of the fittest, he was going back to the to the exotic mount seller uh, for for big turns as well. So I had a little bit of success with that as well, but not um, not not like he had. I think he had. Some well, ridiculous I was going to say, there's a difference between us and Ike. So. <laughs> yes, there's definitely, definitely that. The, I, I just, I felt like I bricked a little bit more often uh, mm-hmm. with my ramp, finding ramp cards and things like that. And and it's also like, if you're playing the other druid and the other druid uh, has the ramp. And you feel bad. First and has the ramp. It, it doesn't really matter if you have the ramp going second. In, mm-hmm. in some scenarios as well so yeah it's definitely one of those feel bad kind of moments when you go second and you don't have it and they do yeah. so yep so what else besides druid uh i i mean i i actually have some family in town so i had oh okay as gotcha as I, as, yeah as i had hoped uh but so those of those have primarily been the decks i've tried a couple different uh, Librum decks, and then I tried the tried the Druid list, and so those are the ones I've tried so far. There's so many of them though that I want to try that uh, you know I keep seeing some Aggro Rogue stuff. I, I'm interested in trying the Big Warrior list. I didn't. I I actually have like eight legendaries from this expansion that I don't have, including Rattlegore. So in order to play some of these, I might have to actually craft uh, some mm-hmm. more legendaries. Uh, so yeah, I so I've been a little limited there. I'm hoping uh, to get to get to it more uh, once once the uh, in laws leave town. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I hear you. I uh, I I've been playing. A bit. Um, I have not played any ladder just because I like to let the meta settle a little bit. I there's nothing I hate more than going into ladder and losing because I don't know what I'm seeing or like what the meta is going to look like, you know. So I like to try and gain a grip on it, and I generally give it about a week before I get back on ladder. So just uh, just been playing in casual. Um, I will say I've seen that rogue deck, the uh, stealth rogue, with mm-hmm. with um, that self sharpening boy or uh, sword. Oh, um, that and the Volpira toxin blade. Ah, yeah, I got hit in the face for ten damage. <laughs> that yeah, that that uh, that weapon can make a very very powerful attack pretty quickly when you've got yeah. poisons when you've got the the Volpira in the deck and, and that sort of thing. Oh my goodness. And they're running, it's like primarily just stealth. And then it uses secret passage. Um, it uh, seems really good. I've not seen a lot of the infiltrator Lillian, but I'm not sure if that's just because they aren't drawing it. Um, but it seems pretty good. I've seen more of the steel dancer than anything. Like it's just, it's a good card when you're just, kind of going aggro and it's a four four that summons another body and generally a three to four if not more attack you know the drop so um what have i i was just gonna say jay alexander's favorite version of rogue right now since Uh, the expansion hit is an an aggro list with uh with the steel dancer he he's a big fan of, of that card because you can you have so many ways of buffing up that that self sharpening sword, yeah. And then you just can you could potentially have a a four mana four four that gives you a six or seven mana card in addition to it, and mm-hmm. you know it's leveraging secret passage, it's lever- leveraging Greyheart Sage, a whole bunch of non interactive stealth minions, yeah. And and you could just kind of aggro and pick your pick your turn, you know, pick your points. On when you un uh, unstealth the minions to go face yeah. and try and win the game. So so see, sneaky delinquent is another card that seems to be seeing a lot of play in that deck, where it's the mm-hmm. it's the same stats as the spy mistress, but it death rattles and puts another one in your hand. Yep. So exactly. Um, I've seen a lot of penflinger too. Penflinger <laughs> seems to be a lot of places. 
Because it's just one mana, deal one damage, and when you cast a spell, it gets put back in your hand, and you're getting a lot of damage out of, like, basically nothing. So, um, it's very interesting. Um, as to what I've been playing, I've played a lot of stuff so far. Um, I've played some Big Warrior. Um, it's very interesting. Um, seems fun. Um, I've played some mid-rangey demon hunter that with the uh the soul shards i think okay. i think the more that i've seen it i don't think soul shards i think it just has gone back to tempo demon hunter like that is the, like what i've seen more so than anything when it comes down to it because um vile fiend terror trainer seems really good the uh four mana five four outcast summon two one one demons <laughs> so i'm not saying you don't play the some of the like obviously you play the spirit jailer um you could play the marrow slicer but when it comes down to it like i feel like the the best the best strategy is still going to be tempo and i've seen more tempo than anything else um i played some Librum paladin um, I played some Mali Shaman or Mali Druid. Um, yeah. And the, uh, the net twilight runner is the, the broken thing with the, the, uh, the, uh, guardian animals. And that pro that's the yeah. The five four that draws two cards, right? Yes. I have a feeling if the, if the, if guardian animals is going to be touched, it's going to be touched through, Twilight Runner and probably Lake Thrasher, because Lake Thrasher is the other one that is the uh, five or it's the what is it? It's a five mana four six that has cleave. Yeah. So, I mean that's really good. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. My guess would be those two get knocked up to six. Um. Uh, the other thing. The other. The I, I, we're. Probably gonna we're gonna touch on an article talking about uh, likely cards to get nerfed that was yes. uh, in PC Gamer, but I could actually see Guardian Animals just have the mana cost of the cards it could draw go from five to four. To four, yeah, I could and, see that and too. Then, and then suddenly you can't get the uh, you can't you couldn't get either of those five cost menus. You couldn't get the teacher's pet or any of those uh, out there and. And so then you'd have to really be looking at what sort of beasts you could run in order to get value out of that. Yeah. So other than that, I've played a bunch of priest and I've done some, um, I've done a little bit of warlock. I've done a little bit of uh, warrior bomb warrior too. Um, so it's certainly, I've tried to play a lot of different stuff. I've really touched totem shaman yet in this expansion i haven't really touched murloc sh uh, paladin because it's basically the same deck maybe with the 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 new rush minion in there but i the only time i've seen that come out it's been off fish flinger mm -hmm. so like murloc paladin feels like identical so i i'm not i'm not interested in playing identical decks when i'm off the ladder i'm interested in trying what's new out there so that's basically where i've been at so um, yep. And so, so, so what have you, so what have you been seeing? Have you been seeing a wide variety of things or have you been seeing like the same decks over and over again? Um, seeing a lot of the Druid, a lot of Druid throughout the, the days. Um, uh, more so I've seen more of the, uh, survival of the fittest Druid. But keep in mind, I am playing casual, so that has something to do with it. That like, you know, decks you see in casual, you'll see meta decks, but you'll obviously see some weird off the wall stuff. But I like to, I like to feel like you get a a balanced kind of of between the two. Like you'll get more meta than not, but you'll also see some wacky stuff. So I've seen a lot of that rogue, um, more so the aggressive with the self-sharpening sword um stealth package which seems to be very popular a lot of libram a lot of paladin paladin's a thing and then a little bit of uh 
totem shaman. I saw an evolved shaman today, um, but you know, uh, I I I feel pretty justified too in that um, that their new the new shaman totem, the tricky totem, that casts a zero zero. It's a zero three totem that casts a random uh, spell that costs three or less. The first mm-hmm. time I saw it, the guy cast the uh, brought out a splitting axe, and the first one cast plague of flames. On an empty board on my side. So it's like, I'm like, this is why I don't run that card. I think there's way too many downsides. I've seen more downsides for that Tota than up. So, so yeah, I feel like obviously that the, the big winners are Druid, um, Warrior, and Paladin. I've seen less Hunter, but I started to see, and Mage seems pretty solid too. Um, with the, I've seen, I've gotten hit with the, like, infinite arcade middle, missiles a few times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I would say that I, I'm primarily seeing the Kalthos, uh, Survival of the Fittest Druid. I think I've seen, like, one, like, okay, so Thursday and Friday, I saw, like, a wide variety of things. I saw a priest, I saw a Yeah. I saw a little bit of Druid, saw a little bit of Paladin, but saw, like, a whole wide swath of different things. When I played last night, I saw primarily Druid and Paladin. That was that was it. It was just those two classes, and it was the Kalthos uh, Survival of the Fittest deck, and it was Librum slash Pure Paladin. And and so there's definitely some people are honing in on those two decks. There, but there's definitely some other powerful ones. Uh, you know, the mage deck with a spell damage mage with Mazaki, the big warrior. There's aggro decks that are leveraging Voracious Reader pretty well. Uh, Demon Hunter and Rogue uh, specifically. Rogue also has Secret Passage, which uh, can help you find damage. But I think the big thing right now is you're going to have to try and figure out how to deal with Druid and Paladin um, because mm-hmm. they... They definitely are on ladder between like Diamond Five and 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 Legend. That was that was what I was seeing primarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's starting it's starting to settle. So you kind of yeah, obviously you and the the day of the expansion, you're gonna see, you know, everything including the kitchen sink come out of someone else's deck. So. And I, I mean saw that's a lot of Highlander actually the first the first two days too like and, and that surprised me so I saw a lot of Zephyrus and and so like I was getting my Zephyrus eaten or getting getting my oh eaten by hungry crab uh getting it eaten by a freaking hungry crab and yeah so that just kind of kind of really puts you behind an eight ball when they do that early on yeah um. I feel like, um, yeah, things are definitely settling down and, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I've saw, I've seen more, uh, I've seen a couple Highlander hunters today. I feel like Highlander hunter is still probably pretty solid too. So like, I don't know what new cards got added to that. I think the eight drop, the, that dragon, the new dragon eight drop that, uh, when it dies, summons a seven drop. Because mm-hmm. that yeah, is a real, yeah, that's a very, very a. It's a dragon, and it's a very, very solid one of too. Because it, mm-hmm. it's hard to remove, and you know, Highlander Hunter loves that. So, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about. Um, let's see. I think that's we talked about all the decks we've been seeing. So. Yep. Skull, so let's go. Skullman's Academy cards that are most likely to get nerfed according to the pros. And that's that PC Gamer article men- you mentioned earlier. So um, it looks like Druid Ramp, Lightning Blue slash Overgrowth. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm kind of like, how did you think? Like, you guys already hit um, Innervate to knock it down to one mana. This is like literally no downside. You have to take a turn off. You, you get two less mana on a turn. But if I'm 
if I'm dropping guardian animals on turn three, do you think I really care that I don't get any mana the next turn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you you've you've put yourself so far ahead at that point that yeah. you can take kind of a turn off, as it were, and it doesn't. Your your opponent's still playing catch up. Exactly. You, can, I saw an opponent do this to me today, where he lightning bloomed, innervated, uh, overgrowth on turn one. So he had four mana. He had four mana going into turn two with two uh, two locked. And then he was able to, you know, inter- or overgrowth again on turn three. So, like, yeah, that's uh, that that doesn't sound much like a downside to me. Yeah, that that ramp is extremely, extremely, extremely powerful. So, and it's free. And what have we set, learned about free cards over the years? <laughs> yeah, they're they're the cards you can be busted, especially with our next friend, Kalethos. Um. Yeah, when you have a bunch of zero-cost spells, and then you get to play zero-cost spells that do things, and then play a 10-cost spell for free that buffs your entire board, your hand, and your deck. Um, I, uh, yeah, certain, certainly things are happening. <laughs> so, um... I I see that we were talking before the show, and I was like, "Yeah, this is prob that's probably getting hit." So, all right, um, something in Paladin first day of school, outdoor attendant, uh, Argent Braggart. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what will be hit there, but um, I don't feel like first day of school. Like I feel it's good. I don't think it's broken. I don't think, but I, you know, I'm not a pro, so I must not be seeing something. But I think it's a good card. I think it's power level is fine. There's a lot of one drops. There's probably one more one drops than anything else in the game, which gives you the most random pool out of anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mind Render Elusia, which is the two mana one three priest, switch hands with your opponent. Um, and decks switch back at the beginning of your next turn. I, I that's th- just a feels bad sort of situation. Yeah, I, I, I've been playing with it, and I'm like, when does this not feel bad when I do it? Like, like I can potentially like take things away from my opponent, but like, I feel like you're dancing around the fact of like, when can I hit my opponent for the most, and then against. When do I just give them a bunch of cards they can play to screw me over? You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like that one feels bad, but like it's a real skill tester. So like I think we're probably in the um the uh grim patron territory with that card. You know what I mean? It just feels bad when it happens to you. Right. But it it is probably not a an extremely high win rate card. Would be my guest. Right. So, and Secret Passage. My God, what were they thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I mean, like, it's Lyra's that counts, that cost one, that lets you draw five cards and then put them back in your deck at the end of your turn and give you your hand back. I, for one... Draw five cards. You can play all of them. Doesn't matter. And then you get to put them back at the end of your turn and get your hand back. The thing that's crazy about this card is if you generate cards, from they stay those in the cards. That you yeah, got from Secret Passage, those stay in your hand. Yes, I wasn't sure just- about that, and I saw someone do uh, the uh, Evil Miscreant, and nope, the the wackies he generated stayed in his hand. So. Yeah. That that's that's huge because you can literally go from having this be like the only card in your hand to having a whole bunch of refill or even like you have maybe one or two cards, but they're kind of situational. And like for an aggro deck, you could you play this, you still have maybe three or, you know, three or four mana left over because you're playing this on five. And suddenly you can put a couple minions out. Maybe you play the Wand Thief or something. Maybe you play the uh, 
play play the the miscreant or something or or like a, a pharaoh cat or something and suddenly you've got the two at the end of your turn you've got a board that you couldn't mm-hmm. have based on the cards that you had in your hand you've generated a few cards and, and you've got those situational cards that may be more of more use to you now than they were uh, at the start of the turn, it, it, it's actually quite crazy. Or the most likely scenario, you kill your opponent when you couldn't kill your opponent because you had a card yes. that in your hand that says draw five cards. Yes, yes. It's I'm going to look for my eviscerates, deadly poisons, and whatnot. Exactly. And see if I can compile the five damage I need or something. Yeah, it's um. This one seems real good. Like this. Uh, I, I don't know what you do with it, but it's got to be something like that's just that's just super powerful. So I'm not sure what I gave it in, on the review and looking back because that was a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. we all rated it pretty good. Yeah, I would assume I assume we all saw the value in it. I, I'm not sure if we all rated it a five, but it's a six. <laughs> I didn't rate it a six or a five, but it probably deserved a five. At least. So, okay. So those are what the pros think that might be coming down the pipeline. So, you know, we'll, yes. I assume we'll hear something in the next couple of weeks. Um, there's not a new class. So I don't feel like they have to roll something out super, super duper quickly. Um, and unless they're getting a lot of feedback that, things are awful then they probably aren't going to be in a rush to do something they'll probably do it within the first month or so so yeah, we already had a nerf uh in ashes of outland to to deep yes by now so uh yeah you remember so that and nothing the, is the, that bad nothing is the, quite that bad <laughs> i was gonna say nothing's skull of gold and level where it was still in the game but it showed up as red mana because it was now six mana instead of five in the the uh, in prison. Aten also did that too. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's let's go out with uh, this week's poll question. All right, the poll question for this week is: We want to know what class have you played the most since Skullamance Academy has launched? Uh, have you been on the Druid train? Uh, paladin perhaps mage or is it some other class let us know vote for what class you've been playing if you've been playing something other than those three click the other and reply and tell us what class you have been playing and we will talk about the results of the survey on next week's show yes and one sad piece of news we have um unfortunately and this isn't happening right away. Um, uh, Deliver informed us this this uh, earlier today that due to circumstances f- from his job that he will unfortunately have to be leaving the show in the near future. So um, Mage and I talked before the show and we can't really think of anyone right off the top of our head. So... We, uh, by the time this comes out, we will probably have put, um, I'll wait until the show is out, but we'll put a call out there to see, um, if we can find someone else interested and then we'll probably kind of run through a few tryouts, um, just to see who fits in and has some good chemistry because the show is Dr. Three. So we're going to kind of try and jam with the, the three host format for as long as humanly possible, but, um, on the up note, um, it's not because Deliver had lost interest in the game, or it's just it's just life circumstances, and we get it. And your job is like the most important thing when you have a family, and you know supporting yourself. Even it's it, you, you know your job is very important. So um, that's like the most like yeah, we definitely respect it. And um, but on the up note, Mage and I talked, and we are both. As dedicated to the show as ever, so like 
We are we we unfortunately or or fortunately are not going anywhere. I, I don't know. I said <laughs> yeah, depending on how you look at it. Right? Yeah, unfor- if you think that's unfortunate, then I don't know why you're listening to this show to begin <laughs> that is, with. That is true. So uh, I like I think you might yes. you might have the wrong show if that's the case, but yeah. So so we're probably going to be doing a casting call. So uh, don't that that is that is why. And so we just we didn't want anybody to be alarmed by that and wanted to know the the reason for that. That's that's why. Is, is yeah, it's, it's just so. it just sucks. Sometimes life comes up and everyone yes. everyone's everyone gets that every now and then. So um, we will we'll deliver. We'll be back on the show and we'll we'll send him off properly before before he uh, before he leaves. But you know. Um, He's been a wonderful addition to the show, and when that time comes, he will be missed. So, yeah, and and hopefully, whoever we get next will be on the show for a lot longer. So, right, un- it's it's unfortunate, but you know we get it, and like, and it's it's a bummer. So, but the show must go on and as will we speaking of the show you can find the show on twitter at dr 3hs you can join our discord by following our pop, top pin tweet and it'll take you to the dr 3 discord come hang out and chat with us and you can find myself on twitter at daring alkaline Mitch. You can find me in the Discord, of course. You can find me on Twitter, at MajorDeath. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MajorDeath. Awesome. Hey, guys, thanks for thanks for tuning in this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. 3. Dr. 3.